0: Amen. Alright, so make us some of your heart. something you need to do, you might all a little me. Amen. Thank you thank you for the action prayer Right now here, to draw we to as much as can it. He lives to I guess that's, I guess that's a good too. Bibles, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter number 19. While you're turning, let me read to you at least the first verse in Revelation 2. You'll remember, uh, we've started looking at the seven churches. I've told you several times now, probably won't go this in depth with every church in Revelation 2, uh, but we have so much information about Ephesus, I believe we'd be amiss not to give some of the background. Uh, While you're finding your places in Revelation, Acts chapter 19, let me read, Revelation 2, 1-3, the Bible said unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. So, of course, this first letter that we come to, to the church at Ephesus, and uh, we'll see a little bit of the background information. All right. Acts chapter 19. Uh let me say a few things. I, I'm, I'm in an interesting predicament. I don't get here very often. Y'all going, this is good news. Y'all gonna be tickling with this, all right? Uh, we broke down the chapter two main two main sections: the preaching at Ephesus and then the problem at Ephesus. And we've been chipping away at the preaching in Ephesus. We've seen quite a bit. We have got down to verse number ten, uh, but to really get through the whole section about the preaching to finish it tonight, I'd have to get from verse eleven to verse twenty. And the problem is, I just don't have time to do that. And I uh, I really consider just getting what we could done, and then we'll pick up next week. But I feel like we lose something when we do that. So I'm only going to preach two verses to you tonight. That's it. We're not going to finish it. Just two verses, in my opinion. I should be done rather quickly. I don't know how that'll work, but I, I'm thinking I'm going to be done rather quickly. And uh, so that'll be good news for you, all right? Let's recap, though. With that in mind... Since we're not, we're not going to cover much, let's recap a little bit uh, what we've already looked at. Okay, told you a minute ago, chapters broke down into two sections. Preaching at Ephesus, problem at Ephesus. We've been looking at the preaching. Uh, we saw in verse 1 through 7, we saw Paul preaching in the streets. Remember that? He came across those uh, 12 disciples, already believers, and never heard of the Holy Ghost. We looked at that. Uh, if you want the whole outline, i give it to you quickly. We saw him preaching in the streets. We saw the inhabitants, the inquiry, the ignorance, the instruction, the immersion, and then the inspiration. Then in verse 8, we saw him preaching in the synagogue. It didn't last very long, uh, but he did preach in the synagogue, the Bible said, for the space of three months. We saw his manner, his, the months, the method. Then we saw the message. The Bible said, was disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. He preached to them. Uh, the gospel. Telling them that they must be saved, must be born again. Then, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, last Wednesday if I'm not mistaken, we saw Paul preaching in the school. Remember he left the synagogue and went to the school of one Tyrannus the Bible said. We saw that in verse 9 and 10. Uh, We saw the calls. The Bible said in verse 9, But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude he departed from them. He left because they hardened their heart. We saw the conduct in verse 9. The Bible said he departed from them to separate the disciples uh, to himself. Then we see the cycle. The Bible said disputing <clears throat> daily in the school of one tyrannus. He was preaching, uh, I told you what the world meant for evil. We'll see that time and time again. Acts 19. What the world meant is evil, running them out of the synagogue. God used for good. Now instead of preaching once a week in the synagogue, He's preaching daily in the school of Tyranus. We see the continuation in verse 10. The Bible said this continued by the space of two years, just two months in the synagogue. God let him preach every day for two years in the school of one Tyranus. Then we saw the consequences. The Bible said in verse 10, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks, walked prospered. In the synagogue it would have been to the Jews. Everything that seemed like was ruined when he left the synagogue, God give him something better, uh, at the school of Tyrannus. And now he's preaching every day for two years and all, not just Ephesus, but all of Asia, Asia, both Jews and Greeks, the Bible said, heard the word of the Lord Jesus. So we see the preaching in the school. Now tonight, verse number 11, let's look at it together, uh, verse 11 and 12, then I'll, I'll dig into it a little bit. bible said and god brought special miracles by the hands of paul so that from his body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them what a blessing that is so not only is he preaching every day in the school of tyranus and all of asia both jews and greeks are hearing the word of the lord jesus But now we find Kirk that on top of all that, not only is he preaching the streets and in the synagogue and the school, but now we find God using him to preach by the supernatural. Paul begins to perform these wonderful, miraculous miracles in verse number 11 and 12. I really am glad that I I decided not to dig our way into verse 20 because I want to spend a little bit more time here then probably I would have if we'd done that and looked at a few things about Paul's ministry. All right? Uh, notice with me, if you would, we'll dig into it. Verse 11, notice the source of the miracles. Uh, this is interesting to me. The Bible said in verse 11, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. That's interesting to me. That's so interesting. Uh, <laughs> immediately, when we start talking about these miracles, under inspiration of the Holy Ghost, Luke wastes no time. It's interesting to me, John, that he doesn't say Paul performed these miracles that God wrought, but immediately he lets us know God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. We see the source of the miracles is not in Paul himself, but it's in God. and God wrought these miracles by the hand of Paul. What a lesson, what a reminder for us to be reminded of. Brother Chris said, uh, when he was praying a while ago that he was thankful for this ministry. And it's, that's what this is. It is a ministry. It is a, uh, the ministry of Blue Ridge Baptist Church. There's, uh, you referred to it. Uh, people who ask me, they'll call and say, Preacher, how's your ministry? Or, uh, I, I, I got asked the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine about one. Uh, he asked me, he said, what kind of ministry does he want to go into? Uh, and so many times we put this emphasis on the man, uh, but we're quick to be reminded that, uh, that it's God who wrought these miracles. Paul's simply a vessel that was used. God did not have to have Paul, but he did choose to. Use Paul, isn't that right? And so, what a lesson it is to be reminded that uh, I say it like this: Let us never forget that any great deed done in our life or ministry is made possible and performed by the Lord. He simply, in His grace, chooses to use us. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, this, sinner gets saved. If a, if a sinner comes in Sunday morning and gets saved by the glorious grace of God, yes, rejoice and uh, I'd be thrilled to death, but it's not because they come to Blue Ridge. Uh, it's because God wrought a miracle in their life. He right. simply chose to use us, isn't that right? Now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything that's done, anything, any life change, anything that God does, uh, it's He that works the miracles. He's the source of the power. Right? He simply uses us as vessels uh, in order to perform those things. Isn't that right? Yes. So we see the source of the miracles. Notice for me, if you want to know the source of the miracles, but notice the specialness of the miracles. Watch what your Bible says. This is interesting. And God, verse 11, and God wrought special miracles. That's interesting. To me. I, I got hung up on that this week. I'm going to be honest with you. I did. I read this. I've had uh, drawn a rough outline for several weeks now about this chapter. I've I, I do covered. I, I try to stay. When we do a study, I try to stay several weeks ahead of where we're going to be. And it just makes it easier I remember. Mean, I, I don't flush it out, but I've got a rough outline. And I've read this numerous times. But it stuck out to me this week that God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Why were they special? He didn't say that about what the Lord did. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but he didn't have to call the earth a special miracle. Everyone? He calls the dumb, dumb to speak and the deaf to hear and the lame to walk and uh, all the, the blind to see. But nowhere in Scripture does it say it was a special miracle. What's so special about what happens here in Acts 19? That under inspiration of the Holy Ghost, God says that God wrought special miracles. I don't believe it's the number. The reason I say that. I don't believe there's anything about the number that makes it special. Uh, the Bible said in the book of John that we know that everything that Christ did is not reported. John said even the world couldn't contain it if you wrote everything. That you Isn't that right? So I don't think it's the number that makes it special. I don't think it's the quantity, and John, I don't even think it's the quality of the miracles that makes him special. In fact, he will find out in verse twelve that. Paul sends his handkerchiefs and his aprons that's touched his body, and they send that to the sick, and uh, the sick are healed, and uh, those that are possessed with the evil spirit, the spirit comes out of them. And, but Christ did all that right? Huh? Elijah did all that. It's not the quality, it's not the point. What makes it special? Why is it, Kurt, that God Himself said it's special? That's interesting to me. I, I'll show you a few things. About that. You, you may be going out of your mind, but I, I'm taking the looks that you're giving me like you're interested, okay? Yeah. Uh, the Bible itself makes the claim these miracles are special. I told you it's not the quality or even the quantity of the miracles that make them special. It, it, it's the fact that Paul did not even have to be present in order for him to be performed. Is that right? Well, I hate to do this, and we'll talk about lying in just a minute, but what they did, what they did, Elaine, say they somebody sick. they just take his handkerchief, bring it to them, they'd be healed. Yeah. Is right. yeah. Paul didn't go to them. They didn't bring him to Paul. They just took a handkerchief. An apron. Is that right? In fact, it's so special. Oh, I'm about to get in trouble right here. It's so special. It's so special that Taylor Evangelist Everywhere are trying to make it. Amen. Is that right? Yeah.
1: I hey, well, I'm going to be You'd say
0: it just like I have. Send me $100 and I'll send you $100. because I've wiped my sweat with everything will be better. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they're special it shows their uniqueness I believe it shows and it is not I always oh, I'm getting so ahead of myself we'll find in fact that not only does God not operate this way now Paul did not always have this ability mm-hmm. right. yeah. There are special miracles that God wrought at this time and Paul didn't have to be there. Mm-hmm. that right Watch this, notice with me quickly, I've I, I heard it, and I get bogged down, I'm not going to let you out early. I told you, I'm going to try to, watch this, uh, a simple article of clothing that he had worn was enough to heal the sick, cast out evil spirits, so we see the specialness there, the, the, the source is from God, they're special because Paul didn't have to be there, notice the significance of the miracles, watch verse 11, God brought special miracles by the hands of Paul, So that from his body were brought in the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and diseases departed from them. And the evil spirits went out of them. Now, why? They're special. They're from God. But why in Acts 19 did he choose to do it then? What's the significance of it? Well, to really answer that question, we have to study the whole chapter. But we'll find as we go on that everybody takes notice of this. Is that right? City of Ephesus, Temple of Diana. One of the seven wonders of the ancient world. I hope you've read ahead. If you had not that's all right. Get on down in verse 21 through the remainder of the chapter. You're going to find out that some men get awful stirred up because they're losing their money. Because nobody's worshipping Diana. Nobody's yeah. worshipping images. People are taking notice. And so God wrought these special miracles by the hand of Paul. In this time, uh, he shakes the entire city out. Yep. What's Paul doing And once? What's Paul doing? He's preaching the school of thyrrhagnus. Yep. is that right? What verse 10 tells us? All of Asia, all of Asia, not just Ephesus, all of Asia, both Jew and Gentile, heard the word of the Lord. Isn't that right? Don't you reckon they heard what Paul was doing in their nurses? Don't you reckon somebody walking in the temple of Diana, maybe they're heartbroken, maybe they're sick, maybe they're in an awful bad shape. Don't you reckon that uh, maybe they hear that all Paul did, this man that's preaching Jesus and him alone that just a handkerchief has touched his his body, is healing the sick. What if I ever stopped and thought Diana ain't ever done that for me? Uh right. Remember where the church is, it's in its early stage, it's in its infant state, it's just getting kicked off in the book of Acts, I told you, Acts is a transitional book, God does things in the book of Acts, he never does again, never had done before, and he uses these miracles to establish the church and show a pagan nation, he's in Asia, they're worshipping the temple of Diana, they're worshipping Diana, They're worshiping the uh, all these things we'll see as we go through the rest of the chapter. And and God is showing them there's something real and something different about serving the Lord. Now you say, preacher, all that sounds good in theory. But why wouldn't God do that today? Can I show you why? They didn't have that. All right. They didn't have that we do oh my the bible said when that which is perfect shall come that which is in part shall pass in that context everybody wants to talk about it. I, I've talked a lot this week it seems like the people uh, set got numerous times a question brought to me about speaking in tongues in that same context here's what your bible said where there are tongues they shall cease we don't need to speak in tongues we've got a perfect copy of the word of God yeah. I don't have to send you my hatred. Yeah, right? yeah. we got to, you and read for yourself that there's a God in heaven that gave you the breath that's in your body, causes your heart to beat, and formed you in your mother's <coughs> womb. Man, out that he is the great physician, and that, that he come to seek and to save sinners that were said, uh, You don't need a hatred. God's doing things here to shake the world up and the Gentile nations uh, For them to see what's real. is that right? The significance of the miracles. Notice the samples of the miracles in verse 12. I'm going to be done just a minute. I might let you out by 7.30. I might do it. I'm just telling you. Watch verse 12. So that from his body were brought to the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. And diseases departed from them. And the evil spirits went out of them. Now we're not given very much detail concerning these miracles. We don't know anybody that it happened to. We're given no specifics. I, we can't trace it to one individual person. Uh, I don't have time to deal with it tonight, but we can make some assumptions of some people that maybe was impacted by this, but we don't know for sure. We're not given any detail here in our text, but we are given some samples of what happened. Notice, uh, it was not the wealthy or the intellectuals of Ephesus that God brought miracles in their lives. It's the sick it's the possessed it's those that uh, I I said it like this, it's the helpless and the hopeless alright oh my, I'm glad there's help for the helpless I'm glad there's hope for the hopeless alright, Mark chapter number 4 and 5 you'll find time and time again uh, that's the the chapter Mark 5, especially the chapter 4 the helpless and the hopeless uh, You've got Jairus' daughter, she's dead. Uh, Or Jairus' daughter, she's diseased, or she's dead. Uh, You've got the one issue of blood, she's diseased. You've got the maniac of Gadara, he's demon possessed. Uh, Three things that absolutely tear us up, the unknown. Uh, It scares us to death to think about disease. Uh, But I'm glad there's a cure. Amen. It terrifies us to think about death. Let's just be honest. Uh, I don't want to know exactly what happens when you die. Uh, I know Lydia, I'm ready to die, but I'm not jumping in line to get ready for it. Uh, I, I'm not looking forward to that very much. Uh, but I'm day worth I He should get out introduced to life. Is that right? That maniac of he, Gadara, he's demon possessed. No man can tame him. No man can bind him. He's living the tomb among the dead. He's cutting himself and breaking the chains of the favorites. And with one word, Christ spoke to him. Bind us in his clothes, in his right mind, it, God, I want to change. There's hope for the hopeless and help for the helpless. Yeah. My, my, my. That's what he does here in Ephesus through Paul. He shows that's help for the helpless and hope for the hopeless. He deals with those not the wealthy, not the not the prominent, not the popular, but he deals with those that society has cast aside, those that society does away with. He shows through Paul that he's interested in helping sinners. Isn't that right? Now, so we see some insight. Let me slow down a minute and say a few things. We see some insight. We see now when we, when we start out in verse one through verse seven, even the men that were saved in Ephesus had never even heard of the Holy Ghost. All right. He moves in the synagogue. That's the religious sinners. That's the Jews. Uh, they brought him out in the space of two months. All right. He moves down to school. Tyrannus preaches every day for the space of two years. All of all of uh, Ephesus word over so the Lord. All of Asia, Both Jew and Gentile, God begins turning the city and the region upside down. There, right? And guess what begins to happen? People that are helpless, people that are hopeless, people that nobody else cares about—they oh, yeah. start getting helped. There, huh? Right? Yep. That excites me, all oh, my listeners. I saw my preacher friend of mine one day, and I, I'm not believing what he said. I understand what he means, uh, but he told me he said I've been praying uh, the church was pastoring at the time it's been several years ago. Church was pastor at the time was was having some financial difficulty, and he told me he said I, he said I guess I'm selfish, but I've been praying the Lord to save a millionaire. Said I to the church. oh, there's nothing wrong with that, and by no means am I saying God couldn't save a millionaire. He said, Absolutely, I'm glad He saves a millionaire. Oh, but you know what really excites me? When God gets to saving them, nobody wants. Them that seem helpless and hopeless and aside. oh, when they start getting a hold of me. Oh, my God, don't go far. I'm going to say this. Do you realize tonight I know God's interested in saving everybody, but can, can I show you something? If the Lord saved a millionaire, that that drug addict down the road laying in the dick somewhere tonight with a needle in their arm may never know about it. But if you let that millionaire find out, he was a man with all a needle in his arm. Nowhere to leave out of his mind. All of a sudden there's been a drastic change. They start taking notice. Alright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah right. I, I won't so bad to get in verse 13, but I may read it just so just to read it. But you'll find out people take notice everybody starts realizing these people are getting help. Yeah. Yeah. That's never got help before. Yeah. These things happen that we've never seen the likes of. In fact, we would say this, we find only in the text that the silversmiths of that day get nervous, Chris, they're going to be out of their job because nobody's buying idols anymore. Tell everybody, the exorcist. In verse thirteen through verse twenty, the exorcist gets so nervous that they say we're gonna to have to start. We're gonna to to start speaking the name of Jesus over them too, because what we've been doing ain't working. All of them has been coming to us; they left the same way. But now Paul just sends them a handkerchief and they're clean. The spirits come out of them, and they're helped and they're in the right mind, and they're not doing these things anymore. It's shaking things up. Isn't that right? Right. See the significance. We see why they did these things. Notice, if you would, I won't say this, and I'll quit. I, I may read for a certain thing here in a minute, just, just to read it, but I won't say a word, I promise. Notice, if you would, the stipulation of the miracle. Now, here in our text, Paul sends handkerchiefs and aprons to the sick, to those that are possessed with evil spirits. They're healed, spirit comes out of them, he's giving help to the hopeless and to the helpless. But I feel we must make this distinction, and I've, I've alluded to it already. Paul did not always have this ability. And I can prove that to you. What he's doing here in the book of, in, in the book of Acts, he did not always have the ability to do. Remember, book of Acts the a transitional book. God's doing things he'll never do again. He's establishing the infant church. He's doing, performing things he'll never do again. Turn with me if you would, 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2nd Timothy chapter 4 tonight. I'll read you verse Scripture. 2nd Timothy chapter number 4. 2nd Timothy chapter 4. Let's start reading the of context in verse number 16. Well, Let's let's start reading verse verse number nine. It, it'll go quick. Paul says, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For demons hath forsaken me, having loved this present world as a part in Thessalonica. Cretus to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profit of me for this and for the ministry. And have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, but especially the parts. For these a lesson to be learned right there. Verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his words. Of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. What's well, verse 16? At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men pursued me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, watch verse 19. Salute Priscilla and Aquila and the household of one all Verse 20, watch this. Erastus abode at queen Now watch this. Notice. But Trophimus have I left at Miletum. Watch that next word. Sick. 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 Acts 19, Paul just sent a handkerchief in the sick word. Is that right? Now here's a man, Paul, the man of God, just said, only Luke is with me. All men are for surgery. Is that right? Don't you reckon, John, if he had the ability just to give him a handkerchief and he'd be healed, he would have healed this guy Paul didn't say he decided to stay. He said he left him sick. Is that right? Paul didn't always have the ability to perform these special miracles he performed in chapter 19. It did not, was not even the apostles. I'll say this. Few see anybody. On TV, radio. You may not see them on radio. But if you're on the radio. In church, wherever. They claim to be an apostle. You might as well just shut her off. Right there. there are no apostles. There's no man today. Meets the qualifications to be an apostle. There is no apostles today. Alright. But the apostles. Were given. Special gifts and abilities to establish the infant church, but we find here that even Paul the apostle did not always have this gift. But it's in a handkerchief or an apron. You'll see. Hey, so preacher, why why do we need to make that stipulation? Well, <coughs> I'll say this. I, I'll quit. I'm done right here. It's interesting. I mentioned this a while ago. It's interesting that even today, evangelists everywhere attempt the same things. Is that right? You know why? Because it's special. I probably will get myself in a word world of hurt right here, but it'll be okay. I'll take it. I've been there before. Everything God does, Satan imitates. You'll find that in Acts 19. Paul performs these miracles. Verse 13, these exorcists attempt to speak the name of Lord Jesus over these that uh, are possessed with evil spirits. Interesting to me, they, this one gentleman possessed the Bible said, The Spirit said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are ye? Amen. Is that right? Amen. Oh my, what a, what a claim that is. Amen. Oh my. Everything God does, Satan so tries to and imitate. And he's imitating me even today. So here's where I'm gonna get in trouble. Somebody's a thinking right now. it's not here, somebody watch this one day and wonder, I want I want to clarify. You might be saying, preacher, are you trying to say that you think that all or the majority of televangelists are of the devil? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Right? That's right? They're right. Yep. Anybody that can tell some of a little woman, barely put the food on the table, to send them $100, and they send her handkerchief, knowing good and well, are going to do nothing for her. Yep. Right. That's right. right? I don't have one answer to speak for for right. all my right. Right. Anybody that could get on TV or the radio or anything else, and preach damnable doctrines. Just yes. for the love of money. I have no respect for that yes. right? right. 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 Yeah. Paul did not always have this ability. And the sad thing tonight is. There's people all over the country. Falling for this say, Because uh, they say. Well look what they can do. They can't do it. Paul couldn't do it. The uh, Bible said God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. that right? I'll tell you something else, Paul wasn't getting rich off of it either. No, that's right. Is that right? right. right. Yep. There wasn't no qualification to send him so much money. Oh, my. It, did, it didn't. Oh, I'm I'm reaching I'm reaching out. Out. It did cost them something, but they gave that willingly. Yes, Is that right. right? You're going to find out it cost the world a lot. Them silversmiths losing everything they had because nobody wasn't buying it no more. All those that, that practice these curious arts, magic, if you would. They all got together and brought their books and burned them. I mean. The Bible said 50,000 pence worth. Uh, I mean, it might just cost them something, but it's got to get some fake. Uh, they're getting rid of the fake because they've got the real. Amen. My, my, my. Sin will always cost you. Sin will always costs. Watch this. i, I got to hurry. I, I told them to let you get hurt, I ain't going to do it if I get bogged down. Uh, Watch this. We'll say the following verses. These extras in Ephesus did the same thing. televangelists do today. They tried to copy. As we rightly divide the word truth, we'll find that God wrought these miracles in Ephesus to establish and to grow the church in its infancy. I prove that to you. I prove that's the purpose. He didn't do these everywhere. Else. These special miracles were not performed everywhere else. Yeah. They're, right. they're special. That means they're unique. Yeah. They're right. And it was at Ephesus that God gave Paul a platform to reach all of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, this whole region of Gentiles is reached at Ephesus, and God, in His grace, with that platform, gives Paul the ability to turn the city of Ephesus upside down to reach all the it. Oh my, you say, preacher, is that really that important? I, I'll be honest with you, it really does. John, it makes me sick to my stomach. Every once in a while, uh, I, I'll go to a church to preach and after the service, some little old woman come hobbling up on a cane and she'll say, preacher, I don't get to come much. But I listen to so and so on TV, and, I be, and, and, and Kirk, it does it just makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, we've got to realize tonight, Paul. Oh, what's happening in the Book of Acts is transitional. God doesn't operate that day like that today. He's operating through the apostles in the Book of Acts, but when we get to the Church Epistles, He's operating through the church. That's why. I felt like Bob about damage. He's operating through the church. In the book of Acts, when he came into the, when he came into Acts 19, he came into Ephesus, even the saved men were not grounded, They were not founded. They were not mature. Paul had the responsibility to reach the world with the gospel. they right? Do you realize tonight that's the same responsibility passed to you and I? And he doesn't work through these special miracles as the Bible, said. But you only know that he works for the local church. Yeah. Yeah. He works for your pastor, getting up and feeding you Sunday morning, and Sunday night, and Wednesday night. and Occasionally, occasionally, we'll see a sinner saved in the congregation. And I don't, I don't mean that ugly. I don't mean that as a slam. It, 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 it's not easy to get a sinner to come to church. Right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I I don't think God can save sinners at church, but then a lot of the Christian sinners here are not being from it. are from the congregation? Yeah. How many of you before you got saved got up every Sunday morning and said, "Boy, I can't! Hallelujah! I can't wait to get to the church." Well, I didn't. I remember when I was a little boy. I've what I'm being honest, when there was just something about it, I didn't want to go. I had no desire to go every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, and every Sunday night, and every week during revival, I'd say, oh, Mom, I took look up on my leg, I'm sick, I don't think I would go, because I don't want to go. Is that right? Fine, yeah. Well, listen, I, I spoke to somebody the other day, and they said, well, preacher, I just don't know what I do. I'm doing here, somebody else says, I just don't know what I can do, and I invited this man at work to come to church with me, and he said he didn't want to, and I just don't know what else to do. I thought, God, help me if he won't come to church. Why don't you talk to him? Why don't you live a life in front of him where he sees there's something real? Is that right? Oh my, now we've become, we're a part of the body of Christ. The Bible referred to us as his members. Isn't that right? You realize that God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. You and I are not necessarily Paul in that picture. Paul's a picture of Christ in some ways. We're a part of his body. We're, oh, I'm about to come handkerchiefs, I haven't seen this because I don't preach that. had handkerchiefs and aprons that. They've been touched to Paul's body And pauls before that, they had their power that God was working for him they, them, God was working through him and they had touched him. And because of that, they had the opportunity and the ability to help those that were helpless and hopeless. Uh, we're the trips tonight. Uh, I'm becoming to That uh, We've been touched by his body. Uh, and because of that, we've got the ability uh, to be a help to the helpless, uh, hope to the hopeless. Uh, we've got the greatest messages ever been told. Uh, we're to be the We, we're not interested tonight we don't need we don't need somebody to be able to send a handkerchief we are the handkerchiefs they're right, right. right. oh my listen you know you, you know what I love about missions I've been trying I have been trying for the last three years to go on a mission trip out of the country I have I, every year I've had it. I think three or four people called me this year and say, would you be interested in going with us to Africa? Would you be interested in going with us to Ireland? Would you be interested in going here? And absolutely, I'm interested. And Michelle, it just never does work out. Something happens every time. Some reason I don't get to go every single time. Now, you say, Richard, you're throwing a pity party. No, I'm not. What I'm going to say is this. I don't know why I don't ever get to go. I don't know why it never works out. I don't know why every it seems like it gets canceled because of COVID or this or that. But I do know this. If I never step foot in, in Africa, I'm still there. Yeah, is that right? I'm still there. I may not be able to go. You know what I can do? I can give. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I may not be able to go, but I can give to somebody that is there that'll be able to go to where I can't go. That's a blessing. That's the job of the church tonight. And can I tell you a secret? You're fall out with me. Somewhere tonight there's a missionary or an evangelist or a pastor being called away. That's got a family member living around there, Yelping, Yakinville, Log, wherever the case may be. And then because of what he's doing, he can't go. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He can't go. He ready for a group of hangers. No, you're yeah. That's right. Is that right? Listen, I don't know how we got here. I know I'm gonna quit early. i might as well tell you if i gonna happen. But I don't know how we got here tonight. But I wasn't planning on going this route. But if you ever thought that tomorrow when you stop to get gas, that person pumping beside you very well could be somebody's bird. Keeps him up at night. Somewhere, Nancy, there might be a mama begging God to see somebody that just be a handkerchief to tell their daughter or their son or whatever the case may be that somebody loves them and there is help for the helpless. I don't fall out when I say this. Every, every one of us tonight, if we'd be honest, I asked tonight, every one of us could raise our hand and say, There's somebody. But I sure wish somebody would go tell about Jesus. Mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. We all know somebody. but I wonder how many times we walk by somebody else's somebody and go tell them. All right? We're the handkerchiefs. been touched by the body. God's operating through Paul. Now he's operating through Christ, the body of Christ, the church. We are his members. All right. Off. you know what that means? That means that members, the idea, Earl, is this. My 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 little finger is one of my members. All right? My my little toe is one of my members. Every part of my body is one of my members. And whatever I do, that, that if you were to Michelle to cut that little finger off. It can't do a thing. But see, it's been come it's been hooked up with the rest of my body. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. And I, for one, pretty thankful. I probably use that little finger a lot more than I give it credit for. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you realize that in this dispensation it's not these special miracles and it's not hamptured. But when the God is operating in the body of Christ as ruins and givers. You say, preacher, I make this. They tell me your little tongue how insignificant bad. I I made a statement one day, I didn't even know this. But I made a statement one day that if I had two lose this, we're talking about when somebody said I'd give my right arm. I ain't gonna say that no more because I use my right arm all the time, but I might give my left little toe. I was talking one day to a lady, here's what she told me. She said, Ron, well, if you want to go tomorrow and they cut off for it, left little toe. As insignificant as that sounds, it'd take you months of therapy to learn to walk again. Your balance would be so off from missing that one little toe, you wouldn't ever walk. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. We have this idea, well, I'm just this, or I'm just that. But can I say, if you're a part of the body, you're a part of one of his members, and tonight he operates for the local church, Ain't no blessing. That God. We get excited and talk about how God Brought special miracles through the hands of Paul. Well, that is a blessing. Yeah. But do you realize tonight, he, God is wrought special miracles through the hands of the church? Yeah. yeah. He's allowing the church to spread His word, yeah. allowing the church to tell the gospel, allowing the church to be His hands and His feet. And his eyes. Oh, do you do you see that we're His members? Yeah. The old man, I get tonight, I get, Andrew was asking me one day, we saw a picture and he said, who's that? And I said, that, that's, that's supposed to be Jesus. That's how they see him. And I, I it was I'm kind of a Roman Catholic. i do not to get all that. But I said, I told I want to make sure I told him this. I said, but I will take this. I don't much care for that picture. And he said, how come? I said, because he ain't on that cross more. Is that right? Yeah. My, 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 don't, I don't give anybody the idea he's still there. That's just for a fleeting moment. Listen to Andrew said, Daddy, is that really what Jesus looked like? I said, I don't know. He said, how do you reckon he looks right now? I said, well, I have some idea. I had him about Revelation 1 and all that. And I said, but I really don't, I <coughs> don't know how he looks. I can't not go to a sinner and show me Christ. But I'm a part of his life. Woman's That means when they look at me, that may be all the Christ he ever said. I thought about that one day. i to go back to the beginning. And I thought to myself if Jesus was walking the earth today I'm going to use my example. In Elkin, North Carolina he walked by our sheets right here on the side of the road. And this young man pumping gas beside me, if he walked by him I wonder if he'd walk by her or if he stop and saw him in so Are you ready? Please, you you? you was not there, and it was pretty obvious this young man was hurt. Pretty obvious he needed some help. And I don't mean that judgmental, it's just pretty obvious he, he wasn't in real good shape. But so many times we don't think that way to see where his members were in body. That's the lesson here. I, I, don't, I don't want to stop tonight. That. I know it seems like he's a bridge What's this? Heck, to the church? F's as well. I want to make application. I always want preaching to give you application, apply it say, That's the lesson. We're not Paul, we're in the handkerchief. Paul didn't have to go because he's in the handkerchief. you realize tonight? Nope, don't, don't, I know the Lord goes, the Lord convicts, I realize that. But you realize tonight he's giving us the responsibility to be the one that goes? That's a lesson. It's a blessing to have that responsibility and that that honor. We have to go on. No wonder the Bible says we're ambassadors for Christ. We're representing all lost, lost the nine world, a far country. and They never sing. I'm. I am got to put it. I gotta quit. Let's get our feet. Get the musicians, tell me a song. Everybody.